Alright, cool. Starting now. What is up, Scott? Not too much. Feeling really creative lately. How about you, my friend? Uh, feeling similarly, especially at the beginning of this podcast. But, um, well, before we start recording, obviously. Uh, my bonfire has been lit, as I said. Um, mm. I saw one drawing of yours and realized that, yeah, I want to do some more kind of figure drawing. Even though I've been kind of, I think I said this last podcast, I've been restricting myself to uh, drawing heads. So uh, mm. I've been kind of thinking about drawing other stuff, but I've been I've been pretty good. I've been drawing heads and keeping consistent with it and just thinking about the placement of the features on the face. And I think I've gotten a lot stronger at it and um, developing more of a way of representing the features that I'm more happy with than I was before, and that's good. Oh. But now I really want to jump back into just doing the full body pictures and starting to put some more content up on Instagram. So. Yeah. Oh, nice. Just trying to get back in there. I might release some sketches this month, but not anything fully committed, except for like what I'm doing right now, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. If this is a sketch that I like. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, what's been fueling your creative jump? Like, why are you feeling uh, so creative right now, specifically? Or do you know, I guess? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it might be partly the freedom that I'm feeling from this moving process. Um, and then actually, kind of, uh, the mall. Oh, yeah. Have I told you about the mala that I ordered? I got it in. The what? Yeah, the, uh, the mala beads. I think you were talking about the mala beads, but I didn't know that they came in. Uh, I, uh, I think you mentioned them last podcast, too. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. So, the mala beads uh, that I'm using, uh, they're like lava rock, which is good for grounding, uh, carnelian, which is uh, great for creatives and such. <laughs> uh, and then, forget I forget the, uh, the name of the seed, but it's like a hollowed out seed. And then there's 108 beads total, and then it's like you take a breath, and it's basically following a mantra or, or an intention that you set for the uh, for the mala. And basically, um, my mantra is be uh, be humble, be open, be prompt. And it's basically um, virtues that I'm intending to kind of like negate the three biggest noticeable flaws that I see with myself, which is uh, sometimes in, impulsivity, uh, lack of communication, and then um, procrastination in that order, just to like mirror the kind of uh, like the faults with the virtues that I'm trying to reach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's keeping me more within the realm of where I want to be or where I plan to be in my life. Uh, and then I'm kind of like stretching that uh, feeling into, I got. Uh, rings lately just like one on each hand on my middle fingers and it's supposed to represent like balance Mm. and i'm feeling a lot more it's the whole feeling is kind of like a um what is it uh placebo effect it's like a placebo effect uh and i think that's exactly how you are supposed to see it and feel it. It feels like a placebo, but it's like it's still doing its job. You're still feeling. Well, I feel like um, what you're doing is like intent, and yeah, focusing yeah. on it. You're like laser focusing on a target, in a way. Yeah. And reminding yourself to think about those things. Because like I, I've had a conversation recently with um, my partner Melissa, 
and we mm-hmm. I was talking about how like from day to day I'll forget that I'm writing a manga or like a comic or trying to develop mm-hmm. it because it's just like it's not on the top of my mind at the moment and uh, yeah that's something I've been trying to uh, get back on the track of with like my schedule and my planner because I was doing really good with it and I fell off and I feel like I have these cycles in which I'm really good with planning and I'm really good with taking care of business but even when I'm planning sometimes I get off site of what I'm trying to do and uh, mm. sometimes but when I'm planning it take, it's easier for me to get back on track as opposed to when I'm not planning anything and I'm just waking up and accomplishing things instead of just thinking about what I'm trying to accomplish. And, uh, um, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, what you're doing with the beads, I think is just focusing that back into your life and helping it, making it more, making it harder for you to think of other shit that's going to distract you and make you forget about yeah. what, what your purpose is and what your direction is. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because I, I very much uh, agree with, well, I agree with you, what you're doing, and I think it's a good idea. So I'm glad that you have your beads and a way to do that. Yeah, it's it's been very, um, I wouldn't say sobering, but in kind of like a cheesy way, uh, very enlightening. Mm-hmm. Uh, just in like the most base kind of form, uh, where you said it's like, yeah, it's giving exact focus for what I want to do and like how those behaviors will in uh, me trying to plan this out in the direction that where I want to go. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It is a very nice um, kind of focus. And I've been trying all these different ways of um, uh, like how I go about the meditation and everything where it's like um, all these different kinds of ways to feel more connected to it and what I intended for it. So that's one way how I'm feeling very creative lately. Well, I'm glad that we both figured that out for you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that took so much time. Yeah. No, it didn't take a lot of time at all. I don't even know how long we... I doubt we've been doing this for that long. It's only been like six minutes of a podcast, so I don't think anyone's mad at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, do you have anything else on your list from before, or did we exhaust that? I forgot. Um, I think we... Ex- Let me see. It's yeah, fine if my list. list. I, have, uh, I have a couple things to talk about. Okay. Um Huh. Hmm, maybe we can take a few pages from your list if you have anything. I don't have a specific list. I mean, I have two things, but uh Oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh one thing that I I was talking to you about before the podcast uh, about when I was trying to laser point my style, I think I want to elaborate on why I did that. Uh, so I'm trying to study the styles of Avatar and Cowboy Bebop because I like them and I think the elements and feelings of those shows really reflect what my story is trying to reflect in a, like a, a combination sense. And I think it was important mm. for me to land on these two type of styles that I want to incorporate because it helps me put a cap on how much detail I want and uh how low the detail it can get and just kind of what I can expect of what I want the project to look like itself. And uh, I that I think was a very important step for me. And I just wanted to know your thoughts on that. And if that is like a good way to go about, you know, making a style that people would want to see in a comic. Mm, I think 
generally that is a very good way to go about it. It's just to take the parts that you find interesting uh, and not in a negative way kind of make it an amalgamation, but a collective, uh, kind of like a mosaic, which is oftentimes referred to as a very beautiful kind of combination of things. So it's just a very nicely uh, layered mosaic of all these different styles that you personally have found interesting and it kind of speaks to who you are where you found your inspiration from yeah because i also noticed um the themes of what i'm writing and uh kind of what animation styles that i really liked and what inspired me and i think these two are kind of just reoccurring things that happen in my life and then like it's funny because um i was just going through pictures right of the, mm-hmm. both of the styles. Uh, so one of the artists from Nickelodeon that did the animation, I think his name is Brian something, starts with a K, his last name. Mm-hmm. But uh, him and Lauren Montgomery, I think that's her name. She's one of the artists that did the character design. And it's, it's the, the style that you recognize in the animation of Avatar, I think is truly what her art style is. And I think when oh. were doing, yeah, they were trying to emulate her style for that. And, um, oh wow! It's funny because I was scrolling through their pictures, and then I was thinking about like references in which I could draw to like kind of mimic their style and try to understand their style, right? And then mm-hmm. I lined up with I found a picture of fucking Spike in there, and I was just like, <laughs> amazing, dude! I was just like, the universe <laughs> wants me to make this fucking comic, and they <laughs> gifted me Spike in the style of Avatar. <laughs> it's just like amazing, <laughs> awesome. So yeah, that's that. Damn, that's nice. Yeah, I just thought it was a cool idea, and just you know, reflecting on my roots and really understanding this actually came from just recognizing other professional artists and what they're doing. Because um, one of these artists that I found that kind of draws like Rameto actually. Oh uh, yeah. He his colors are all the same like palette as like street fighter third strike like all of his all of his paintings all of them all of them across the board and then i was starting to think that maybe there's like a specific style that touched on somebody like in their life and that reflected their art and how they do it for like from now on forever and like really it became like a dynamic style because like third strike was just a game so these artists were basically drawing in this style for a set period of time so they can't really say it's their style because they're all yeah working on it so if you just come in here and be like yep that's mine and then you, <laughs> and you just take that coloring style and apply it to your shapes then it's like a really cool dynamic so i was thinking about doing that for just like you know shaping my style how i draw and then huh maybe finding some coloring way of coloring that I like and then just being like oh I like this coloring style but I don't like their shapes so I'm going to steal that color and then just apply it to my shapes and then I might just run with it and that might just be like how I do things forever and I think that's how you make your like signature style or like oh yeah I see how people are like oh I came to Robeto for this specific type of like thing because he has these shapes that are reflected by these colors, and they're different because this color make this artist might color like Rabeto, but he doesn't draw like Rabeto. So it's mm-hmm. like, I think that's the seller. I really want to reach that point. Hmm. Yeah. What do you think about that? Hmm. Do you think that is uh, as I know you as a creator, you're very flow. So I don't know if like. Mm. 
I feel like creating a restriction for you would be a, a, a healthy challenge, but I don't know if that's what you want to do with your art in particular. Uh, yeah, I think uh, stuff like this, where it's like I created a specific style, uh, like even specific dimension for all of the um, posts that I put on Raspberry Rumps, they're all supposed to be like 3,000, no, 4,000 by 3,000 pixels. And I'm trying to develop a singular style that I'm only using here. And it's like, it's been at least, I'd say, like six or seven months since I made uh, an, the last post. Um, I was like, yeah, it was another like a fruit oriented uh, character. Uh, once, I think somebody in one of our Discord chats um, mentioned like tangerines and it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> tangerine girl <laughs> so, um, yeah and so now i'm making this one it's like okay the style is kind of evolved with the technical uh like general stuff that i want to incorporate in my safer work art like say now i'm using thinner i want to use a little bit of thinner lines and have more rendering weight placed on the outside mm. edges kind of like how i'm trying to do now mm. and it's like yeah because i love those takeaways from um say the street fighter artist that you introduced me to because they use a lot of uh thin but also bold lines to kind of show where each object is placed in like hierarchy kind of like bold yeah i like that i actually really yes. like that style of, and doing things um i want to be able to incorporate that i'm trying to figure that out um Fucking thoughts go faster than my mouth, I swear to God. But Oof. <laughs> it happens. I want to, um, I really want to understand when to use one size line and then when to switch to a higher size. And yeah. I really want to understand when, like, that pressure makes that taper, that, like, come off into, like, that, like, um, best way I can describe it is kind of like a pencil tip shape. You know how, like, the line goes straight and then kind of, like, tips off? yeah yeah smears and drags into like a skin shape and it's just really satisfying to look at and i like that yeah i want to be able to have that kind of skill like i really want that expertise in my art Uh, yeah i know that feel because i know with um paint tool side the very first um well not the very first first i used um microsoft uh not for very long but then i switched to clip studio or not paint tool side um, and so I had no um, stability setting or pressure setting. So I had to like, like erase taper every single stroke that I made. And so it had me literally sculpt the lines. And that's where I think I got most of my like thick lined art from, <laughs> like preference with that. And so it is like a very interesting way to think about uh taper because even sometimes i don't like to use taper if it's like a really long line with a really long uh like taper that's like super unnoticeable it's like super smooth Mm. and so like if i ever need to sometimes it's like yeah you can just like erase off the tip if you need to to make it like that super custom shape that you need it to be yeah, so if you want to use taper, like, um, I use it more for when you need a burst of thickness instead of thinness. Because that's what really I love. understand what a taper is, because it's like, ugh. Yeah, so, say for, um, uh, I'm using 
in this recording, Procreate. It's so nice. I love how pressure sensitive the basic tools are. They have a lot of uh, settings for pressure sensitivity. Mm. Say for this, it can go from like super light and narrow to like super thick and dark at the same time. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some of the. Let me see. I think inking is a bit different. Fine tip only stays like one. Uh, tech. Let's see. Like it goes super thin, and then if you need it, like super thick. Oh, and so, yeah, I find it easier to not let off. You can if you want. Maybe it's like easier to do like a long strokes like that quick one. But if I need like a sudden burst of it, I find it easier to stay consistent with light and then go dark slightly whenever I need to. So I find it like, let me see if I can try it here. Ooh, this is interesting. Hmm. Yeah, but I think I wouldn't work specifically with this contrast <laughs> of thickness. It's very weird. Especially when I couldn't see, like, the bottom of this right down here. But um, I would go for, like, a somewhat closer kind of, of thickness to thinness ratio. And then you can have, like, different um, maybe loadouts at the same pen, but, like, different thickness, depending on what kind of line art you might be wanting to do. So crazy that there's Oof. styles of line art. Oh yeah, yeah. I just it was like uh, when I started looking at um, um, the Street Fighter artists. It's like, oh wait, geez, I have not been thinking about my lines in a while. And then it's like, I don't know if it's because I've been seeking that kind of art, or maybe I've been noticing a lot more artists doing that lately. I don't know. I think it's because I'm seeking and I'm finding more. Thin, but also thick outline line art. Yeah, I'm looking for... There's a lot of dynamic contrast going around. Mm -hmm. Especially with that Garrett Hanna guy. Oh, God. It's like a lot of <laughs> craziness going on there. Uh, do you think this silhouette looks all right so far? Yeah. Like, yeah, really... the, the hips look very nice. I like the... Con trying to figure it out. Drilling it in my head. <laughs> Wait, what kind of pose are you going for? Uh, that kind of like bent over, playing with like uh, moving hair on the side of the face, and then like uh, hand on either the knee or hip. Yeah, that's a good. Um, what would what would you say? A block. That's a good block that you have. Yeah, it's definitely not going to be the final. But... Yeah, yeah, I can. I could tell. It's like. She's bending over forward, right? And it's like I had that initial understanding because the connect I'm really liking the connection on the hips where it's essentially since it's not that super smooth and it looks like she's like really short, but it's like, oh no, okay, she's bending forward. Yeah, I was kind trying of to foreshorten the torso the pink area to make it kind of smaller and look a little bent. Yeah, yeah, I think you accomplished that one. But like only with the shape rather than like any detail. Like, I don't really mm -hmm. understand this shape yet, like, from my memory. Especially not the arms. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the part that I'm really struggling with right now. Oh, uh, really? Because, like, uh, I don't have this pose as fresh in my head as you had that one, I think. Oh, I see. 
Well, because like I kind of understand the basic pinup shape from just seeing this all the time in general. Mm-hmm. But the arms are definitely going to be the challenges. Mm, I see. At least if I commit to doing only from memory. If I uh, decide to puss out on that, then I will be fine. <laughs> don't be a chicken, man. Don't be a chicken. I will roast you. I think also the problem is I'm dealing with squish fake physics that I'm obviously going to have to add here. Oh, sheesh. And that's the part with the arm that I don't really get. Oh. Why did I take these puns? Oh, well. These will be practice. Anyway... Glad that we were just talking about a whole bunch of stuff that we've been doing on camera, and yep. no one can listen to. So uh, <laughs> uh, we're discriminating. Yeah, we're, I mean, we just messed up. I mean, it's part of the podcast process. Anyway, back to this. Um, uh, I didn't. I think that's pretty much all I had to talk about up front. Uh, hmm. Do you have a... Well, actually, I'm going to ask you a question. I think I might have asked you this before. But do mm. you have a... Uh, do you have a method in which you practice? Or is all of your art just specifically for pieces? Mm, oh, yeah. That's something I've actually thought about before, where I don't specifically do really exercises, but I present... I go about it in the way that I would present a final artwork where it's like I'm in uh, while I'm working on something real I'm getting um, kind of I would say real world experience even though it's not like in a professional kind of sense but so I would guess you would you'd say you, you gear your practice towards your portfolio I guess yeah I guess you could say that and I think the best and most recent example is uh, my sketchbook because there um, I have to work on you know, I want to fill a page up uh, with just concepts. And even then, they can be presented in a portfolio. But usually, I wouldn't try to fill a page up uh, with sometimes they're, like, completely different ideas. One time, I drew, like, the Hulk and then, like, something else completely unrelated. It's like, it doesn't have to fit thematically. Um, yeah, I don't have to think consistently in just one theme. I can put whatever I want down in any order, wherever I feel like it. Yeah, it's kind of like a lack of planning, but that's uh, in and of itself like its own kind the, the of plan. Plan. It's really the plan is to not yeah. have a plan. I got you. Ig. <laughs> Wonderful plan. <laughs> okay. I guess I'll talk about how I practice then. Um, I'm not really... I guess I don't... I'm Like, like right now, um, like I mentioned in the last podcast, I'm focusing on heads. So... Mm. Uh, a lot of what I've been struggling with is the fact that I've been spending a lot of time rendering instead of just actually going into pencil work. So mm -hmm. um, I wanted to spend most of my time just drawing pencil-wise and just shaping things out and getting a better understanding of the head. And I think I've really accomplished that in uh, just hmm. drilling, drawing a head over and over and over and over and over. I think it's just made more understandings clear and more fresh to me. So like, I think... Drawing ahead takes less thinking than it used to now. It's more just like 
blah, 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 blah. Here we go, here we go. And then we start getting into features. Whereas, like, before, it'd be like, oh, I gotta keep messing with the shape of the skull because I keep making it in a wrong way or an oblong way. But, like, now I found a way to use the first circle or the second circle that I draw as the guideline rather than, you know, wrestling with it and trying to get the circle right over and over and over and taking most of the time in the sketch rather than trying to get into, you know, the bare bones of everything. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I've noticed that with just drawing heads. And uh, I'm trying to bring that over into drawing bodies because uh, I have also haven't really appreciated the shape, or not the shape, or like my positioning of limbs and just being able to do things as fast as I want them to. So, um, yeah. I understand <clears throat> the piecework thing is good for me, but it kind of just irks me when I was doing my piecework and then my forms weren't where I want. And I feel like I, when I was doing my drilling, I either wasn't spending enough time and I was just thinking about doing the piece rather than like a specific practice, if that makes sense. Because like, I think specific yeah. practice can really help. Because um, when I've just been drawing over and over and over and over and over and over again and then being like, peace, 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 I'm just like, eh, but it's not as good as I want. Yeah, not, yeah. And I'm not sitting there being like, I'm not thinking why, really. I'm just like, next one I'll try harder. <laughs> so, yeah, I understand that. So that's what I'm trying uh, to avoid, and I think this practice over this February so far has been pretty beneficial. Oh, nice. Yeah. Excited for the continuation of it. However, right now I'm taking a short break. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think the silhouette's actually coming out really nicely. I moved the hips up. Because I feel like they needed to be accentuated more as far as the bend. Ooh, nice. And I think that really nice. helped me bring out the shape we were wanting. Mm. I think I have How do? More of a gap here and make it a little bit more essential. Maskudis. Is there anything that you've taken away from that? You want to add on or distract you, or you think we're good? Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. I think that was pretty well said. I don't know if I could add anything else. I think I might not do it very good justice. <laughs> <laughs> I've read uh, yeah. <laughs> Me. So is there, do, is there a way that... Are you thinking about your practice way in a different light now that I've said that, or I guess that does that help? Because like I want to, um, I also want to talk about what we have eureka moments in, and then be like, hmm, maybe I'll do this because like maybe that'll help other people, and then we can come back next podcast and talk about it, and be like, oh, this mm -hmm. helps doing this because like that's what I've been trying to do now too because I'm seeing myself as like, I mean, obviously we're not the most the the tip top tier professional artist, but. Uh, we're trying to grow and figure out things that work for us. And I think that'll help people at any level. So, mm -hmm. yeah. If there's anything that you've taken away from that that you think you might apply to yourself, let me know and let the people know. Hmm. So, I think I, I think I ought to try um, drill specific kind of stuff to see, to test my competency under uh, more outside restrictions rather than internal restrictions where i have to like no i i can't do that where it's like you do that or you fail uh, or not like that strict but it's like you know just try your best it's not something that you had in mind mm. um 
because I think one thing that maybe uh, that really tripped me up about, say, if I wanted to apply for uh, the concept artist for Disney uh, back when I first saw it, at least like two years ago, when I was like not nearly as uh, into my flow as I am now. Um, it was basically being tested in an environment that I didn't have um, first familiarity with or, say, really a lack of any control on it. And so I need to lose more and more of, like, that um, a little bit more control. It's like, okay, these are the parameters that you need to uh, create within. Interesting and it's idea. more of a test. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about um, giving ourselves, like, okay, for, like, for example, uh, I'll, I'll commission you something specific and you can't exit mm. the parameters and you vice versa do the same thing for me and that'll be our like our practice so like we can't leave and try to do something else basically uh okay okay yeah Ooh. okay because i think that uh, it's all with what i'm trying to do too and what, what you just said. yeah sorry yeah i think one really good way to maybe hype ourselves up is maybe to it's always something that i always think which is to make kind of like maybe an event of that it's depending on if we want it to be like a public display or maybe like a personal kind of thing um but like kind of like advertise it as say like a say for this like a dungeon layout where it's like you can only use uh these set of skills and maybe like these tools um and it's like kind of like to give like physical or visual representation to the kind of thing that we're doing having it be maybe like thematic and that's just like always one thing that hypes me up about starting a new project we can do that we can do a themed kind of project stuff yeah i'm down for that oh. um okay when did you want to start that hmm oh that's how you use the mouse um oh, that's how you use the mouse <laughs> uh, the ma i'm using i'm trying to use the mask and um procreate and it's a lot different than um clip studio where you don't erase specifically but you have to use a fill a pixel creating tool mm. which is very strange oh that's so weird you have to fill a mask instead of like erase on a mask okay well that worked good 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 okay <laughs> um yeah, that would be pretty cool to make um like a thematic kind of thing. <sighs> Getting deep into this silhouette, bro. Oh, jeez, you're adding shadows and everything. Yeah, just really trying to understand where everything is. Because <laughs> I can't... All in due time. Not dealing Yeah, um... <laughs> it's funny how I went this way before even sketching anything. Uh, oh yeah, but I really want to see it, man. <laughs> I don't want to just have it there. Uh huh. Because like the biggest thing about me is form before anything. Because like if the form doesn't look good, I'm just gonna literally be like pulling my hair out for the entirety of the drawing. Oof. Um. Okay. Sorry. Did we say when we we're gonna start? My brain just completely deleted the last like five minutes. Uh, oh no, you're fine. Um, we didn't say when. I'm 
probably okay how about this since we still have like this bigger timeline of when we want to start on our manga or let's just say our graphic novel yeah um (laughs) whatever we choose to name it um we can start get into more of the planning uh once we move once i move in to my uh, new apartment get that started first and then maybe as like a break like a creative break uh after we get all the planning done and then we're ready to start on more of like the visual concepts maybe then right before the visual concepts we can start uh um kind of like that dungeon trial challenge um with the restrictions gotcha kind of like a creative setup maybe to um i guess a warm-up for like the next part of the process that makes sense we could do the planning and then we could just be like okay what is the first like page going to be about and then we could be like okay our project our project to warm up and have a creative fun time is to base that challenge on that first page basically oh yeah yeah i like that okay because that could like one be fun gear us up for the manga graphic novel sorry uh and then get us into the flow of being like, okay, we're thinking about creating for it. So it could be in a way like um, concept art, really. But like, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. But uh, not like a little bit more free, but based on the project. Yeah. Yes. I think that would be good. Nice. Uh, fairly physical. Okay, now I'm going to jump into sketching. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is there anything else that's on your mind? We need a. Hmm. We need at least twenty minutes of content. Uh, anything else? I guess. Hmm. Uh, it's kind of like in the sphere of just artistic discovery, I guess you could say. Okay. Interesting. Um, where it's basically kind of like existential stuff, but like the concept of where maybe you are trying something completely new and it works and it's like, oh, snap, I just like kind of upgraded or leveled or evolved kind of feeling where it's like oh sheesh i really upped my game kind of thing have have you felt something like this at least recently that kind of feeling uh recently i felt a little bit more of an understanding and i feel like because of the practice of what i'm doing i have been kind of forcing myself to level up in smaller ways than bigger ways Mm -hmm. and uh I feel like, yes, I have leveled up in the sense of understanding form of the head, but mm. I don't know if that will relate to the drawing a full piece yet, um, mm. which is why I'm trying to figure out now. So, I mean, I don't think I'll figure out if I've leveled up until I take all this knowledge and apply it into making a regular piece. So, mm. uh, I think that comes with piecework, but... Um, I guess I couldn't really say that I have felt a significant level up. I felt an understanding kind of get a little better. So I feel like my subs, my sub levels have been 
level. Oh, gotcha. But, like, um, my full art level, no, because I haven't truly applied what I've done yet. So I don't know soon if I have leveled up mm. in that department. Have you felt that recently? I think the only thing that may have made, like, a big visual difference is the way that I use the line art and how I'm... At least once before, I try to keep it thin, uh, but then I fell off and I got back in thicker line art, which wasn't a bad route. Was, uh, wasn't a bad route to go down. Um, but then I realized, hey, I can actually achieve a lot of... Like, just how uh, bold lines achieve a lot of clarity. Uh, also, in an opposite kind of sense, uh, thin lines can as well. And so, in this sense, it basically allows me to put even more detail, and it's not overpowering in that kind of like, oh, I like a lot of contrast kind of way. You know, where it's like, I like to be, um, I like to create art, create art that's kind of like more on the nose or kind of in your face in terms of maybe color or composition, uh, maybe pose-wise, where it's very exaggerated. Mm. Um, but maybe the line art doesn't also have to say that same thing where maybe uh, it can actually be a little too much to look at. It's still a good piece, but maybe not everything is kind of like uh, balanced in a good way. Mm. Yeah, so I kind of took a look again. It's like, you know, I kind of do like um, uh, thinner line art. Uh, let me go back into this again. And I think I've really noticed how much... I like to put in a lot of detail and make you things do. look. You do. You're having yeah, not... like that in particular. Continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, the joy of rendering and not having it look so flat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, basically. Because like... I always like. Hmm? Have you feel like you've been achieving that more with your thinner line art? Have I been what? You feel like you've been achieving that more with your thinner line art? Um, at least with what I've been doing recently, I think I've been achieving more of that, of what I'm looking for, for when I want to add more detail mm. to stuff. Uh, say for instance, um, this one, I remember one of the last pieces I posted to, uh, Instagram, or I think it was maybe some concept art, uh, line one as thin as I originally intended them all to be from one other point before and it's like oh geez uh i want to actually focus on making like super thin stuff this time and see where it goes and it's like oh wow this is really good um basically that's how the uh thought process went where it's not so much the um study i guess it's not so much a study of maybe like one art but seeing what is i'm still trying to fall within that range of like thin line art but uh what would look what would it look like with like super super thin line art where it's like i usually wouldn't go that route before mm. Mm -hmm. that's definitely what i'm trying to do because like you said it's really hard to get the details to pop and look really nice when you use really thick line art for every part of the piece yeah <laughs> and it kind of like it, it kind of chokes the visual me memory, like visual stimulation out of the piece because it just, it, it hides everything with underneath the line. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I'm really trying to get back into using thin because I, like, I even have my, uh, I use an inking brush and it's like, 
I usually set my brush size to eight, but now I'm literally mm -hmm. setting it to three because <laughs> I, I, I really don't want to draw too big anymore because like I, it, I've noticed it's really hard for me to come back from that when things are too thick. Like if it's thin, yeah. it's really easy. It's easier to fix and it makes more sense when you fix it because it's just like, oh, this is clearly wrong because I can see it. <laughs> like that's mm -hmm. most of it. <laughs> But yeah, and then it's more pleasant to look at, really, because like, I feel like thick line art comes from when you've mastered thin line art, so you know when to use thick line art. Yeah. And that's just something that I haven't done yet, and I'm okay with that. I just need to focus more on my thinner line arts. Mm-hmm. Oh, Christ. I don't know how to do hands from memory. <laughs> Just don't mix up the. <laughs> I'm too smart. <laughs> um, I also just don't really know how to place it. Sketch is looking good though. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm, I have you um on my same too. It's really nice to have this layout for Discord finally. Yeah, for sure. Trying to see what you're doing. Anyway, I'm doing. Why is the brush so big? Yeah, it's just kind of difficult to get the exact brush sizes you want. Yeah, and then just like knowing when to change the size. That's my issue at least. Cause, like, I mean, not all artists deal with that, obviously. Mm -hmm. But um, changing in size. I feel like it's just with me not doing a lot of finished pieces in my beginning stages of art. Mostly being afraid mm. of color in my beginning stages of art. And that's kind uh -huh. of funny, because I feel like color is something that I understand more than anything else now. <laughs> and hmm. it's kind of frustrating that way. Oh, I see. Yeah, but... Oh. Okay. We have to talk about something. <laughs> Oh yeah. This. You keep doing this. Okay. What? Uh, there we go. Is that good? I think that's good. What do you think the most important thing in a sketch is for you? As far as like establishing what you need to know. Hmm. The sketch. Uh. Okay. I guess there's two ga categories. Um. Actually, better question. How do you know when the sketch is done? Oh, sketches. I'd say, okay, still two categories. If we're thinking more of like two D dimensional or two, yeah, two dimensional um, concepts, I would think about uh, if the style that's, oh yeah, the thing that um, feels like a sketch is done. If the style that's being um, visually attempted works in illustrating what the objects are so it's like i can definitely tell that of that a fire hydrant in this style is like definitely a fire hydrant so it's like oh it's different still mm -hmm. um and it's best um accomplished when it's in like an outlandish style but it's like oh okay i still definitely or vaguely see that it is a fire hydrant still um it's i think it's about um illustrating and just um describing in a sense. Mm. Yeah, uh, that's how I 
off the cuff would describe uh, whether a sketch is done. And then for a three-dimensional where it's going to be maybe like a, a character turnaround, mm. I would say if not only the... Um, oh, yeah, the style can be represented um, practically in three-dimensional concepts, and then if uh, everything lines up correctly. So, like, the 3D... The three, uh, the drawings for, like, um, the sketches of a turnaround for a character in 3D all work cohesively. So it's just, like, one more step of just cohesion of, like, a model. Okay. Yeah, that's what I would say. That's a pretty good answer. It's kind of what I expected. I didn't really need the answer, but we needed something to talk about. But um, that also helps, too. I mean, sometimes I've, uh, I think I talked about this a couple, like multiple podcasts ago, actually. Um, when I was sketching, when scanning in old drawings, I would notice that they weren't exactly correct afterwards while working on them, trying to ink them. And then I was like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. Now I have to do sketching while inking. And that's not fun. Yeah. And yeah, like really understanding when where all the visual information is and, uh, Seeing it all there in your sketch before you start is mm, mm-hmm. something that I used to struggle with. Gotcha. Thankfully, I don't anymore. This is actually <laughs> turning out way better than I thought it would. Yeah, it looks very solid and very... It doesn't look maybe... I guess for... How many times would you say that you've tried to draw from memory? From memory? Not, well, a lot, but usually I don't set it up like this and execute it like this, definitely. Because mm. uh, the silhouettes really helped me block it together in my mind. I don't, I feel like feeling out things with pencil, uh, I mean, like, as far as just, like, doing shapes rather than, like, like, obviously these colored forms that I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just helped it help my mind be like, oh, this is incorrect, oh, this is correct, because it's kind of like I'm seeing a, a blurry vision of the finished piece, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I used to do that exact same thing with um, when I got the Copics. Yeah, you, for Cliff's that's studio. actually where I got kind of the idea for this part, because I was like, uh, I saw Scott do something like this, maybe I'll just rip that technique. Totally worked. yeah. But yeah, it's very helpful. Yeah, I think uh, before the Copics, I only did it once, and it's like, eh, I'll try it again. I don't remember it being that successful. But then it's like, once it's like now that we have the knowledge of what we've already been through, of like, say, our drawing endeavors, it's like, yeah, it's so much easier to just like conceptualize that way. Uh, and I think I honestly could have used it maybe for this one, because at first it was so difficult to get that. T- so. To get the uh, just to get the torso turn in there oh, that yeah, I needed. Yeah, it yeah. was it's because uh, it's also oof. funny. Um, is my Discord even working? Oh yeah, it is. Okay, because uh, zoom out real quick. On, yeah, hold on. on. Earpiece, if, oh, if you can, if you're not in the zone. Yeah. Uh, that back part, like right where the arm, where the back and the lower back, I guess, kind of connect. So you see how that Ooh. line that has the curve. 
that connects on the back uh, next to the left right here breast what right here uh yeah literally right there like mm -hmm. if i didn't know anything about real life i would say that looks weird scott because because <laughs> that exactly. fucking line if you wanted to be like a pinup artist and you don't understand how anatomy works you would completely blow mm. that out and curve that shit all the way to the ass like you would follow that yeah. um, follow that inner line that you had that connects to the blanket and then you would curve that out and that's what i feel like some artists would do but like not knowing and seeing all these like references pictures that like the bot the, yeah the body doesn't stack that perfectly like it, it looks better to the eye yeah because she's like a thinner girl or whatever but you just mm -hmm. destroyed her rib cage <laughs> like, <it's, laughs> and i like uh, i like that you put that there and i like that you understand that because that is one good and two we need to stop shitting on our bodies because like yeah there's a threshold that you can meet <laughs> mm. <laughs> and then there's retarded different like Oof. respect like perspectives that aren't like really aren't real <laughs> honestly how do i how do i sorry forever all of our listeners that definitely can follow along with what i was talking about <laughs> yet again uh where are we at on this podcast have we wasted enough time have we wasted enough of your guys' time let us know <laughs> <laughs> i don't think this would be the most terrible podcast but yeah i think it was still a very mentally stimulating one yeah sure i do want to mm. get into the streaming aspect of it though but I want more people to kind of follow along with us before we get into that. Because I don't want to put a lot of work into, like, I don't want to say nothing. But, like, yeah, no one's watching, literally. So. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe I'm limitedly thinking. Because, like, honestly, that's another way of getting views, I guess. But, mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'll do it. Whatever. Another time. <laughs> <laughs> How do you... Uh, it's just trying to figure out procreate. It just sounds like you're like, what have I done? Ugh. Do you think I have the weight right here in these, uh, here objects? The weight? Yeah, do you think they're, like, falling correctly? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Now I'm just trying to make my shapes more obvious. Uh. Or at least what's in front and what's behind. Hmm.
I'm actually really liking how this is coming along and how fast it has come along. <laughs> okay, let's look at one more thing before we sign off here, because we're almost to the one hour mark, and honestly, next yeah, we're time, just sitting here. Next time, we're going to be a little bit more prepared with the topics, because <laughs> I think I yeah. could have done a little better. That's my fault, everybody. Honestly. Oh, no, no, you're fine. Um, is there something in your art, hmm, maybe I've already asked this, uh, is there something that you want to improve on? Or is there like a specific part of the process you want to improve on? Or uh, is there something you're trying to bring to your art that you haven't yet? Mm. Well, right now I am working uh, on kind of like the 3D believability the rend the believability of the 3d rendering that i'm trying to get with uh just pencil drawing mm -hmm. um playing with the line weight it's like oh okay that makes it look like it's popping uh so i'm accomplishing one aspect but there i want to get better with um architecture mm -hmm. specifically Ooh, okay. and yeah and so what i'm thinking is that i could make um maybe like a landscapes that have the landscapes have the feature uh, like um the hierarchy that it's the main part of the piece and then in the background there's like another character it's like oh i wonder how i am with drawn character tiny mm. yeah so it's basically just like um flipping the um, the focus uh more on background than um um subject gotcha. i think that's something mm -hmm. that i want to move into as well like you said, just like uh, having a subject within that background and then presenting them in perspective correctly. It's like, uh, mm -hmm. that's a challenge within itself. And I think that would be a worthy challenge too. And I think that will probably end up being what we're going to be incorporating anyway. Uh, mm -hmm. Once we get into um, doing the quote unquote concept stuff for uh, our graphic novel or mm -hmm. graphic whatever you want to call it. <laughs> How? Uh. I added a slight head tilt because I kind of hate when heads are fully facing on straightward. <laughs> oh, yeah. Add some dynamics to them. Maybe I'll add an expression because I don't add a lot of expressions to my characters, that, especially ones that have like the mouth open. Uh, Mm. A lot of my characters end up being closed mouth characters. Uh oh. How do I get rid of a man? I think I need to do this. Maybe I need to bring a shoulder. What do I do? Yeah. Do I do some white pants? No. Wait, is it actually a white pencil? Wait, okay, Ooh, hold on a second. Wait, hold on a second. I've successfully made it so I don't have to draw the hands from memory. For the most part. I might have to draw a little, yeah. bit, a little bit of wrist action on the right hand. But oh, yeah? Maybe. I definitely have been able to crop out the other hand. <laughs> 
So I needed some white coloring after all. I think. Neck. Uh, like, yes. Just that right up, yep. But why does he? It is the strangest thing. That is so weird. Why? I hate when you flip your canvas for the first time and you're like, ah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, Wait. Oh, that's also something. I think the last thing I want to talk about is fucking symmetry. Oh, yeah? Hate it. <laughs> you, do, you don't like signatures? Well, I like... Sim no, symmetry. Symmetry. Oh, uh... Uh, yeah, that yeah, Why I'm not a fan of it either. Ugh. But it's actually uh, the most oh. important thing, honestly. Well, not the most, but a pretty important thing. Yeah. Yeah, symmetry. It's always, it's always like a mountain that you have to first assess and say, well, I'm gonna get. <laughs> and then it's like the 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 climb gets easy, but you don't want to climb it in the. <laughs> well, why did I sign up for this shit? <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> At least I'm addressing symmetry now instead of waiting. <laughs> This still look good? I flipped it, now I'm fixing it on the other side. Oh yeah. Alright. Maybe a little bit smaller. No smudge. Okay. Wait a second. Okay. Alright. You know, I think I'm gonna finish the podcast here, because I keep getting really, really interested in drawing. So. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's a good time to stop. We finally reached almost an hour, and I think I'll take it. So yeah, thank you guys uh, for tuning in for another episode of Between Two Fruits. This has been a very distracted episode, and we very much appreciate your uh, uh, not exactly patronage or continued support. That's what I'm looking for. Yay. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you for your continued support. All of you that have been watching, and I don't think there are many, very many of you, but I'm happy that you're here. And so is Scott, even though he doesn't, talk, yeah, even though he doesn't talk to you very much. So it's okay. At least we have an understanding, and that's Scott. But yeah, have a good one. <laughs> See you guys.